0: You're listening to the South Georgia Insider, sponsored by WDDQ Talk 92.1, home of the Scott James Matheson Show. Now here's your host, Theresa Boyd.
1: Welcome to South Georgia Insider. We are the voice for businesses, organizations, and people in the region, and if you've traveled down I-75... Um, either going north or south, you've seen a few billboards or two about Wild Adventures located just south of Valdosta. And so today on our podcast, we have John Vigu, uh, VP and general manager, and Patrick Pearson, director of sales and marketing at Wild Adventure, and welcome both of you to the show. Thank you. Good, good.
2: Thank
1: thank you for having me on. So we're kind of excited because y'all take a little hiatus after the holidays, and you're getting ready to kick back off um, with some exciting things happening at the park. But before we get started... For our listeners out there, and this podcast goes uh, all over Georgia and Alabama and uh, North Florida. Some people may not know the history of Wild Adventure. So to give us a little bit about how it started, um, I vaguely remember. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was actually started 26 years ago. 26 uh, we celebrated years. 25th anniversary last year. Had very humble beginnings as a petting zoo Right. Uh, called Liberty Farms. Kent Bisher. Uh, Kent Bisher mm-hmm. uh, started that. He basically opened up his family farm. And as, as time and money could permit, he, he added attractions, added rides, added roller coasters, um, and, uh, and, and did very, very well with it. He added the, added the concert venue. And, and then in, in 2019, the property was bought by the company that John and I work for, which is Hershen Family Entertainment. And uh, Hershen also happens to own Dollywood, Silver Dollar City, the Harlem Globetrotters, a few aquarers. Oh,
1: really? Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So that took place when? 2009. 2009. Okay. So let's jump a little forward. Um, so tell us a little bit about the park, uh, what what it offers, and um, what type of, you know, entertainment.
0: Yeah. So uh, we're about 170 acres. It's a big piece of property. And what makes us unique is we're not just an amusement park, but we're also a zoo. Uh, we have hundreds of exotic animals. Um, we actually last year opened a brand new petting zoo. So we have farm animals, bunny rabbits, chickens, cows, and things like that. Uh, then we're also we have one of the biggest water parks in the southeast. It's about 15 acre water park. Uh, and uh, then we're a concert venue. We, we have uh, 2,500 seats under cover. And then we can accommodate another ten, twelve thousand people in our general missionary.
1: Okay. So, John, how long have you been with the
2: company? Uh, I joined the company and and uh, relocated to Valdosta in two thousand sixteen. So okay. I've Where are you from originally? Uh, Connecticut. Me and okay. My, my uh, wife moved down in sixteen, and since we got here, uh, we we had a a daughter, Lila. Uh, oh, okay. So she's she's actually going to be four next month. So. All right.
1: So, but have, yeah. were you with the c- company? Okay. So.
2: No, I actually worked for uh, for another theme park company, which was Parkes Reunidos, uh, who had a subsidiary in in the U.S. called Palace Entertainment. Uh, so I worked at their ba- their second largest property and actually the oldest continuously operated theme park in Bristol, Connecticut, called Lake Compounds. Yeah. So okay. and yeah, so I was there for 18 years before I. Before I moved down here. A little
1: warmer
0: managers.
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, now, and now, Patrick, how long have you been with the company?
0: Uh, five years. It'll be right. five years in July.
1: Okay. Yeah. Now, you have a uh, – you've told me a few times you've got a pretty interesting history of yeah. work and marketing. You, didn't you work for some bands and some
0: – I have. Um, I did I, – I don't like to admit it, but I did do – Three months on the road with the new kids on the block.
1: Oh wow, that, that's right. You just say yeah, that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I had worked at Hershey Park, okay, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, in the nineties. Yeah.
1: All right, all right, all right. So let's talk a little bit about you've got a new addition. So with all that you already had. Now you're going to open up this new addition. So let's walk through what that's going to look like and what does that mean?
2: Sure. So for, for this year, uh, one of the things that we have going on is uh, that that I'm really excited about that I think everybody's going to really enjoy uh, is our Water's Edge uh, Bruise and Bites uh, area, which is right along the side of the lake. It's about a 250-foot-long uh, essentially boardwalk that we're we're activating with with shade, full cover, Ah, uh, we'll be uh, on on select days uh, doing live music there. Um, <clears throat> there'll be games and activities for for kids and families. Uh, and we have a great partnership that we're we're starting this year with Georgia beer Company, okay. uh, you know, offering offering an, an assortment of of their products in in the park for our guests to enjoy. So I think one of the things the park is, the park is needed over the years that I, I think uh, the team's really excited about, and, and I think our guests will be too, is is just making the park more comfortable, you know, and and, and giving uh, people places to to hang out when when they're not enjoying the attractions or the animals uh, when they're at the park. So this area is a big space. I mean, probably, you know, in the neighborhood of 500 people can kind of meander and really? kind of hang out in it. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just think it's going to be a, a really game-changing area, not to mention, you know, we're we're... Launching the Winyama uh, Overlook, which is uh, the largest animal exhibit that we've we've uh, put in the park in in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that area is also just another area where people can meander in our new botanical garden and and hang out. So lots of stuff. I always tell people, you know, sometimes it's harder to execute several small projects than it <laughs> is one big yeah. one. And 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 you know, and we 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 took on kind of a lot of small stuff this year that I think is just going to really transition uh, or transform the, the park.
1: So, somebody maybe that hasn't been in the park in, like, say, before COVID, mm-hmm. if they come back, they're going to see a big a difference.
0: Oh, quite a bit of difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's, uh, the, the area around the lake is about a 15,000 square foot upgrade to the park in the center of the park, so you can't miss it. Um, and, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be transformational for our park, uh, To re- not just the fact that we have um, beer serving, but but also just the shaded space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it gets a little hot here in South yeah. Florida, so you know we need more of that shade and and more areas like John says to kind of hang out. Um, and both of these areas accomplish that. So
1: right. So when I um uh, asked you to tell a little bit about the history, when I when my husband and I were, uh, my husband was in the military, and we were living in England, um when Liberty Farms kind of first took off and whatever, and then by the time we came back, um. You know, it was still very small, and I remember when Wild Adventures then, you know, kind of took over, and we would get season passes when our daughter was small and everything. And it was it was a great time. If you lived here, you could um, go on Friday afternoon after you got off work. Spend Friday, you know, the evening. You could go back on Saturday. But y'all really transitioned to more of a destination park, so where people are coming from all over. -hmm. To um, spend a couple days, so let's talk about a little bit about how you're bringing those people in and what it's doing for this economy here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, it's it's, Valasa is a great community to to have a theme park in. The location is it couldn't be more perfect. You know, with access from Interstate 75, I ten just Mm -hmm. down the road, we can. We can capture people sort of, sort of from all directions, and we've been casting a wider net as years go on. We, we, we go out a little further it seems every year and, and draw people in. Um, one of the things that we're really good about is collecting data from our guests, and you know we continue to to see increases from Jacksonville, Gainesville, Savannah, uh, Panama City uh, in our attendance, and and that's very encouraging for the the economics of uh, mm-hmm. Lowndes County, and because more and more of those people are staying in the hotels. Um, we have uh, excellent partnerships uh, with the hotels in the area, uh, and and this year we're, we're expanding those partnerships even more by beginning to offer their rooms on our website. So that oh, okay. when a guest comes to the Wild Adventures website, they can actually book a hotel room with one of our preferred hotel partners. So mm-hmm. um, exciting yeah. times.
1: So I mentioned, you know, the billboard's coming down at I-, I 75, and, you know— Five ten years ago, you would see once you kind of hit mm, I don't know above Tifton or whatever you start seeing. Now you're really starting to see Wild Adventures. It kind of reminds me. Remember Ron Johns? Uh, yeah, Ron, yeah.
2: John Ron can't John. miss those billboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: they would start their billboards probably up up from Connecticut, you know, yeah. <laughs> all the way down, and you would you would bring them. So so that to me kind of shows that the outreach, you know, uh, of uh, Wild Adventures.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we do multi-channel advertising as you might imagine um and uh the, the billboards have been you know the billboards are more for awareness than anything you know just to, to let people know that there's a there's a, a a world-class theme park in valdosta
2: and and that's what we we try to use those for okay mm-hmm.
1: so what john what's your favorite
2: part of the park i i always tell people uh and, and when i came down in 15 and i i did my interview uh to uh, before joining the team in february of 16 uh I, I always personally have enjoyed the Alapaha Trail experience. Uh, I think it's, you know, back there. And I, I think it's one of those experiences that's often uh, missed by our guests because it's so tucked back. Uh, but it's so special and, and so non-traditional for that to be in a theme park uh, type of setting. I mean, you're talking about a half a mile uh, walkthrough, uh, uh, a very, uh, a very,
0: well, it's an authentic blackwater uh, swamp. It's, yeah, it, it's it really a- is
2: totally authentic, and and you know you can go through that, and, and not only can you see the nature, but you know we also have uh, an, an assortment, a, a large assortment of animals back there that you can can enjoy, and it just takes you out of that noisy uh, element of the mm-hmm. theme park, uh, and I, I've always really enjoyed that.
1: You mentioned <laughs> the animals, and because that's how it started, was you know kind of a petting zoo kind of things, but mm-hmm. you have some very exotic animals. What what are some of the animals that you have now?
0: Well, we have sloths, we have lemurs, uh, we have uh, all kind of hoof stock, which will be in the new Wanyama Outlook. We're moving a lot of our hoofstock animals into that area. We have zebras, we have two giraffes, um, we have uh, a rhinoceros. I mean, we have, we have a lot of exotic animals, tons of birds. <laughs> Um, you know, lions, lions, lions tiger, tigers, yeah. bear,
1: a bear. <laughs> I really have a bear in hell. We do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and for the people listening, so you have shows too that, we do. yeah. So for those who may be grandparents out there who say, I don't want to walk around, there's plenty of shows. We
0: do. Yeah. And we have, we have a tiger show, uh, with a tiger trainer in an actual cage. Uh, all of our shows are kind of educational. They're not entertain. They're, they're entertaining, but they're yeah. not, it's not about the entertainment. It's not about having the animals do tricks. A lot of them are just educational presentations. We also have a gator show um,
2: that has some special guests. And that's
1: fairly new. Um, or have the, have
0: I think the, have it's
2: been around a little been, while. Okay. Yeah. Well, what you might be thinking about is the gator exhibit that we created. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Was that last or pre COVID? 2018. Right? Okay.
2: 19. 19. Yeah. 19. Yeah.
1: You know, these last two years just have kind of been. It's all one year. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. really have been. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so um, yeah, I try to stay away from the alligator. I have a thing. I, I'm i from Florida, but I just don't like alligators. <laughs> I, have I a think fear. we have
2: about a hundred. of them. about hundred. Okay.
1: Yeah. I would definitely stay away from that. I might go see the lemurs or the sloths or something, but so, um, um patrick what's your favorite part of the
0: i i this might surprise you because i'm older but i really enjoy the concerts yeah i really do i I enjoy the concert venue and concert days the energy is just so let's talk a
1: little bit about that and in a few minutes i'll tell you let you kind of announce you announcing this year but the concerts kind of have started off too very small but you've gotten some big name
0: we have yeah over the years there have been some real big names alabama uh, destiny's child uh you know jeff foxworthy uh, a lot of big names have played wild adventures
1: yeah Uh, actually i my daughter and i went and saw brad paisley there years ago before really before he hit it big um but um yeah so the concerts are they still part of the general admission, or now you do it a little
0: differently? We're doing it a little differently this year, and and there's a couple reasons for that. We're, we're going to gate the concert area. Okay. So, um, and we've never done that before. It's The general admission area has always been included with admission to the park, um, but, you know, we really want to show value and, and add value to season passes. So the best way to, to do that is to include concerts with season passes. So if anybody's interested in one or more of our concerts, they should get a season pass, yeah. because it's, it's, it's probably less than what you would pay to go see one concert in a bigger market. So um, we're going to do that, but it also, as a marketer, it also helps, helps us know who's coming to our concerts and, you know, where are they coming from? Uh, You know, we, we, we know how many people come in the park on the day of a concert, but we don't know how many people stay for the concert. So having that data and, yeah. and being able to to just uh, get a count of how many people so are in the concerts.
1: So you can tell um, on your regular non-concert day, what, what's the percentage increase in, in traffic when you have a concert? What's Com- the your percentage increase of people coming to the park on
0: track on concert day? Um, it, it's hard to say because we really we do concerts pretty much every Saturday in okay. the summer. Yeah. So you have to compare day to day. Yeah. You know, Sundays are different than Saturdays. Fridays are different than Saturdays. Uh, but, you know, we 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 neighbor in the round of eight to ten thousand people on a concert day on a concert day. Yeah. OK,
1: so you're kicking off and the concerts start usually about when? April. April. Mm-hmm. Okay. This sure year they start
0: late April. All
1: right. You um, want to tell us a little bit who got?
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that's made Watt Ventures concerts great is that uh, we do seek out those kind of up and coming artists. Okay. And our first concert is one of those who you know, and you may remember we had uh, um, Dan and Shay.
1: Yes. And okay.
0: A couple years ago in 2019, and they had just won the Country Music Duo of the Year, Country Music Artist of the Year. So
1: you booked them before we they booked I them before, before they
0: really mm-hmm. peaked. Uh, Well, we think we have another one of those artists um, coming for our first concert on April 30th. We're going to have Gabby Barrett, who is an up and coming country. She was just voted CMA. um, I think uh, a CMA new artist of the year. So uh, we're excited that she's going to be our first show. She might be our biggest show. Uh, the first show, which would be April thirtieth, so.
1: and how many can you hold now in the concert area?
0: We can do about twenty two hundred under roof, and then probably another ten thousand okay. in general admission.
1: And general admission, they bring their own chairs, bring their own
0: chairs, blankets, stand up. Yeah. And under the roof, they they're seating. They get a reserved seat, and those those they buy.
1: Okay, all right, and we'll put a link in the show notes. But uh, um, so you, what you're saying is, you can buy a season pass, mm-hmm. um, and then you can add the uh, concert into the season pass. This if you, time.
0: if you buy a bronze, silver or gold season pass, general admission is included. Okay. It's free. Okay. Uh, to buy a reserve seat, it's just a few bucks.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's really the way to go, especially if you want to come. It is. And see a lot of it. So, um, well,
2: and not to interrupt, okay. but, uh, Silver and gold pass holders get early access to buy the reserves. Correct. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That, that We have a week where we sell uh, reserve seats only to our season pass holders.
0: You know, that actually, it starts Monday.
1: Okay. So okay. Like so, and then that, so that really then starts, that kicks off and we uh, sell out pretty fast. We do. Yeah. We, we okay. hope we will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how many concerts then will you have total? Uh,
0: um, we'll have 11 concerts this year. Uh, and the great thing that we're real excited about is we're doing them at full capacity we're we're not going to have any restrictions uh last year we sold them in pods of 4 okay. with a seat in between not doing any of that we're we're doing full scale full sale so um yeah it's pretty pretty exciting
1: so let's talk just a little bit about covid when it hit so it hit in march Do we have to? Uh, yeah, do we have to? Yeah. So that's about the time y'all start gearing up and so you found yourself like a lot of in the hospitality industry you thought it was going to be a two week, you know, maybe <laughs> two more weeks. <laughs> I, I really don't
2: like talking about it myself, but I, I, I really don't. I, I, you know, it's I a blur.
1: Think, it's a, yeah, yeah.
2: It, it really is. And you know, we had the park, you know, I, we had some projects going on that were, we guest facing that really improved the quality and appearance of the park. And we were really excited. You know, 2019 was the best year the park ever had. And, really? And we were, you know, we were well underway with, with, uh, starting some pretty major projects. And 2020 was a, was a, a very odd year, but yeah, you're right. We thought we'd be closed for two weeks and we'd be back, back mm-hmm. to open and, and we weren't, but I will say, you know, this year, moving into this year, uh, we have lifted, uh, all of our, all of our yeah. uh, protocols around COVID. We're not requiring masks for unvaccinated people. Uh, nobody has to wear a mask, but if they, if they, they choose want to, to do so, they, mm-hmm. they can do that. But, right. Um, but, so now the,
1: the project that you're, the new, uh, area that you're going to have that open, had you planned that pre-COVID? Was that on the drawing board or, or did that kind of come during 2020, the ideas?
2: So w- one of the things that over the last two years we put a lot of attention to was uh, our, our long-term uh, strategic approach to the business. And, and actually, over the last year and a half, we've developed uh, a full 10-year plan for the business. So there is full confidence uh, in the fact that we know where we're going. Okay. And and so a lot of times in this business, uh, you have to kind of zig and zag to kind of get to where you want to go. And, 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 you know, so sometimes, you know, you, you have to rethink certain sections of the park, how you're going to do pathways, how you're going to address food service or bathrooms or have a new attraction so that the marketing team can have something to, to really talk with our guests about. So, you know, over the last two really a year and a half to two years, we, we really uh, have firmed up kind of our 10-year plan, and we're, we're very much underway with some of those efforts. And yes, Water's Edge uh, and addressing guest comfort more on the high level uh, was, was, was really a, a big and part of that.
0: And I think one of the things that we know we needed to address, and, and we even saw this to some degree last year, was the crowds are getting bigger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we have to in, improve our ability to service those crowds. And one of the things that we're doing this year is we're just adding more locations more windows where people can get food or drinks, okay. so that we can shorten lines and take care of people uh, on on a a, a a really faster basis. So we had we've had great success in the last year with our dining passes. Uh, people are looking for a worry-free, care-free day at the park, so the dining passes enable them to get uh, all their food taken care of. And so they just pay. They purchase it ahead of time. They purchase a ticket and they picture, purchase the dining pass. They don't have to, to have to figure out where right. they're going to go eat. They carry They have a lanyard that tells them where they can take this pass. They don't have to use, shell out any cash. More, any more money. Right. And and it's just worry-free. And it's been very successful. But it's caused more traffic into our restaurants. And frankly, you know, we're I, we're very proud of our food to, at the park. I mean, I, I I think our barbecue is arguably some of the best in the area. We have our own smoker on site. So we smoke all our own meats. We have our own barbecue sauce. Uh, and, you know, it's not the typical amusement park food. It's it's really, uh, really good stuff. And we have some new things coming uh, this year, a new funnel cake, uh, a new sweet shop. Um, so wow. all, all sorts, uh, several new drink stations so we can refill uh, all those unlimited drink cups. This year, our gold pass, we added as an amenity for our gold pass that everyone gets free soda all year. They get a souvenir cup. And we refill it for free all year long. So they
1: just bring the cup back.
0: They just bring the cup back. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and so we need to, to, to accommodate that and be ready for those, those people that want those refills. So we've added a total of four new drink stations uh, where people can, can get their, their drinks refilled and just drinks refilled. They don't, you know, so they don't want to stand in a line in the funnel cake line just to get right. a drink. So, um, you know, it's all those sorts of adjustments that you need to make when business is good. And, and you know, when we're going in the right direction.
1: Yeah. And the reason I asked about that, because I've heard other companies who this year are launching some big new product or service or whatever, said that during COVID, <clears throat> when they had to shut down or they had to scale back, it gave them an opportunity to reflect. Mm. So if we can draw any kind of consolation out of that, maybe, you know, some time too, because we all know life is busy. And so sometimes you don't have time to sit for days weeks (laughs) months Mm -hmm. you know and really plan out so do you feel like that maybe that was some reflecting to to get you
2: sure yeah yeah i i I think so i mean even another example and it's a it's kind of a smaller one but you know we tested a lot of live local live entertainment really and and, and, and in the park and Mm -hmm. just kind of tested response to that and you mean just
1: bringing local talent into play like around in different Mm -hmm. areas
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was totally well received and, and and you know um, and, and I, I didn't think that we didn't know it would be, but I mean, I, I, it's just one of those things that we weren't doing. So, you know, this year, uh, there's, there's a plan around, you know, pretty much every weekend we're going to be having local live entertainment performing throughout the park.
0: Yeah. The, wa- the water's edge project actually includes a stage. Okay. Uh, so we'll have live entertainment there on Friday and Saturday nights all summer long. Um, and
1: now you do the fireworks, um, are those just at the holiday times? Yeah, the, yeah.
0: We, we do them around the, the 4th of July. We hit, we do something we call the Celebrate America Festival, mm-hmm. which is two weeks at the end of June and in, in early July. And we do fireworks usually on the weekends uh, mm-hmm. during that time. Uh, and then we, we've also done them on New Year's Eve and, and uh, at other times throughout the year.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to commend Wild Adventures for being uh, excellent community partners. Y'all are very active in the community. You give back to the community. Um. Is that part of your company's culture?
2: For sure, well, no, no doubt, and and not only our company, uh, but but even our team. I mean, mm-hmm. values it uh, beyond. And and I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, our community's not not big, and I, I, you know, it's a relatively small, tight-knit community, and we totally recognize that. And and you know, whether it's participating, you know, Patrick's on the the board for the United Way, and uh, or or you know or me being at Rotary. Right. Or, you know, we, we try to be out there and, and we and try you just
1: to, supported the law enforcement, our law <laughs> enforcement absolutely. appreciation dinner. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, we try to, we try to do as much as we can, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, and, 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 and th- that's about it. You know, I yeah. think that's,
0: yeah. You know, I, I think you talk to anybody, you know, most everybody knows somebody that at mm-hmm. some point worked at the park mm-hmm. or has a child that worked at the park. How many, in,
1: how many employees do you have mm-hmm. in during your height of your season? Yeah. Probably six, 700, six, seven, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: yeah, we have about 120 year round uh, that includes the zoo operations team and, you know,
2: administrative yeah. functions. Well, you know, one big community initiative that we just did, and I don't know if you know this, but we we just launched our Grow You program, which basically uh, the, the gist of it is if you work at Wild Adventures on day one, uh, we'll pay we'll pay for your college education.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yes, yeah. yes. That's excellent.
2: I, th- yeah. I think what we're finding is people. That's
1: company-wide. Can- it
2: is. Yeah. Yeah. I think what we're finding is people actually just don't believe it. You know, yeah. it's, 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 they think there's going to be tape. There's a catch. And, yeah. And there's right. Catch. There's no catch. There's no catch. There's no catch. And, and this is, this is about as real as it comes.
1: So walk me through that. So if a 17 um, a year old decides to start working part-time at wild adventures, mm-hmm. starting in March, when you do your big hiring, how long do they have to work there before they get?
0: Day one.
2: One hour.
1: Really? That's amazing. Yeah. So they could then basically then go to Valdosta State and – Well, there's there's
0: select universities. It's actually a program that's administered by an outside company. Okay. So a lot of the – there are some in-person courses, but most of them are online. Okay. Uh, But which is the way of the the future. Yeah, it really is. A lot of the kids want to do the online studies. So, um, But, you know, it's one of those things that VSU is looking into Mm -hmm. and and possibly joining in. Yeah, because they have a
1: big online presence. They have an
0: expanding online presence. So, you know, it, it could really work out where it'd be a double home run uh,
2: for, is that a thing? Double yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, yeah. we just made enough. it up. Yeah, it we is. It's it a thing. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Back to back. Home. Yeah.
1: yeah. Back to back. Yeah.
2: But it's an incredible benefit. I mean, I, you know, we, it's, it, what, de- what's definite, you know, is working at Wild Ventures is not just a job no. for, for these, for these, uh, people. And I mean, you know, it's a great place for the, the young workforce to be learning responsibilities and, and really, you know, and now we have the college thing. And actually the other day we, had a meeting with the South Georgia Regional Transportation uh, Corey and, and yeah, team and, uh, and you know, right now we're looking at uh, possibly launching a program where we'll give free rides to people who don't have transportation to yeah. work. Yeah,
1: that's amazing.
2: Yeah, that, that's a big
0: issue. I mean, uh, Corey shared some data with us where it's something like 28% of households in Lowndes County don't have a vehicle. Right. And you know, those those folks ought to have the opportunity to work somewhere. Yeah. And uh, you know, and we have a lot of of young kids who who rely on their parents to bring them to work. Um, this program could really take some of that pressure off the parents, uh, for the for the kids to have a way to get to and from. Well, from work. you know,
1: the city, the city of Valdosta launched its um in city transportation, mm-hmm. and it just took off, mm-hmm. amazing. Of course, it doesn't go out into the county, but back in my uh much younger professional days, I actually helped manage a hotel here in Valdosta when we first moved here, and so. On the weekends, we had to be, quote, manager on duty, and there were Saturdays I had to get in my car and drive and go pick up Mm -hmm. employees, bring them back, you know, or I was going to, you know, take on those jobs. So it's been a decades-old problem, so I'm glad to hear that somebody's finally going to start looking at ways, um, you know. Uh, transportation is, and with you know prices of gas going up, it even sure. becomes even if you do have a car. And sometimes there's just a one-car family. Yeah. Um. So that's amazing that they're going to um, start yeah. looking at some that. Well,
0: and and all these new things and all these benefits is is part of us getting creative in ways to to recruit uh, people. You know, everybody's with dealing with the the uh, crisis, the staffing crisis, but we see it improving. Um, we really do. Good. We see a, we're seeing a good number of quality applicants uh for this season coming through our job fairs uh, we actually have a pop-up job fair this saturday uh at the convention center um, where we we hope to see more you know and um we're, we're not just seeing high school kids or college kids we're seeing people of all ages uh apply for these jobs because we can also do very flexible schedules you know if if, if there's somebody that wants to just work the weekends or just work weekdays because they've got some other some other gig we're happy to accommodate that. Um, so I think in this day and age, you have to get creative uh, about how you deal with uh, deal with folks who uh, want to work.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate both of you coming in today. This has uh, opened up a lot of discussion about what's going on at Wild Adventures. So next time we see the billboards as we're driving mm-hmm. down, we know what's happening. And I'm super excited about what's coming this season with the new expansion. And I like the idea that you're using, that you're partnering with another um, small business in the community that um, that's um, really speaks volumes for the company to be doing that. Yeah. Um, so, all right, we invite everyone to join us next time as we consider, as we continue to highlight why South Georgia is a great place to live, work and play. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Small Town Broadcasting, WDDQ, home of the Scott James Matheson show, where you can listen to live six to 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday on talk 92.1. Uh, of course, I have to thank my um, producer Spencer Van Horn from Small Town Broadcasting.